Hey, Basic Fam, this was a previously recorded episode on April 22nd. We did have some technical difficulties, so if you want to skip and go to the clean and clear portion, go to the 12-minute mark. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Basic Buzz. My name is Davey, and this is episode 14. Today, we have my wonderful co-host, Trista. What up, what up, people? Hey, and of course we have a special guest today. We have Mr. William Medina. How are you doing today, sir? Doing great, guys. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, you for coming on. So, guys, we just celebrated a really big day. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have had a good time this last Friday. But uh, we thought it would be kind of cool to enlighten you guys and educate a little bit more and learn a bit more about cannabis. So we brought on Mr. William Medina. And Will, do you mind ex- explaining to our listeners what you do and what who you represent? Sure. So I am the founder of the 420 Foundation. It's a local 501c3 nonprofit here in Miami, Florida. Our goal is to try to educate as many people as possible on cannabis and everything that is, uh, you know, about how it relates to the body and science and how it works. Uh, we also work with patients locally here in Florida. Um, currently, we help uh, patients of all ages, from kids to veterans to the elderly. Um, if they need any type of medical marijuana medicine, we try to provide that for them at no cost. We're also involved in doing medical research with cannabis so so we can be able to get a better definition on exactly how cannabis interacts with different diseases. I'm also the executive director for the Miami chapter of Normal. Normal is the national organization for employment marijuana laws. The Normal is is a national group, so there are uh, chapters all around the U.S., and, um, but you said in your involvement with Normal has been the foundation itself, your 420 foundation that you started has been, you, and as you told me, you've been involved for what, four years now? And um, how, how many people have you helped with the foundation? So far we've helped uh, a little over a hundred patients in the last four years. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. Patients that are veterans, that have PTSD, Parkinson's patients, with a lot of people that have cancer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing to think the history here has been, I mean, so, uh, I mean, they've tried, reg- they've regulated something that has helped, like you said, so many people in so many ways, like with, uh, whether it be with PTSD from like these abnormal epilepsy, epileptic, um, uh, uh, these seizures, I mean, it's it's crazy to think, but I think a lot of us, um, if anything, uh, we, we have, we've always looked at it from a different lens, at least more on a recreational side, but, so, just understanding, could you explain the differences just with cannabis and, like, ca- cannabinol, because I know... That's kind of a big discussion with a lot of people. In like some states, I know they have it legal for cab- like cannabinol, but not cannabis. So yeah, uh, so the big difference with cannabis, just to put in, in into the whole, I guess, easy way of breaking it down. So cannabis has three main cannabinoids within it. Uh, the one that everybody's familiar with is THC, mm-hmm. uh, CBD, 
yeah. also CN. Within these cannabinoids are about a, a couple hundred other cannabinoids broken down in the same spectrum. So there's like TCG, V, O, A, there's a bunch of different ones. What? Same thing with- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just shocked because, like, this is, I mean, obviously there's not that much, like, that they tell you in school or nothing. I'm like, oh, that's, that's insane. That's a lot. At the end of the day, all cannabis is medical. There's two ways of really consuming cannabis, which is the best way of consuming them. One is smoking it. When you're smoking it, you're causing something called the entourage effect, where you're consuming all the cannabinoids at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the other way of, uh, of consuming it uh, to gain the most nutrients out of it is actually juicing the plant. Wow. Cannabis is a fruit. It grows from a seed. Oh, wow. I would have never thought of that. Uh, yeah, those are all new things to me, too. <laughs> uh, that's, some, that's, I mean, hold, pause, like, hold the presses, man. Like, I didn't even know that there was a activation process to this whole thing. Like, to me, it always, and I'm sure a lot of people out there are naive to the fact that you have to go, you actually have to process it, like, drying it through that whole, the cycles that you do after harvesting, to even get the psychedelic effects and then on top of that you can separate out like you could juice it and actually not even get high off of it you can I mean there's I didn't even know this I mean these are things I'm sure a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. let me give you the rest of the explanation right? yeah, so, yeah yeah okay uh, within our bodies we have something called the endocannabinoid system yeah. so that is how cannabis works it pretty much you ingest it and it kicks on these receptors like we know right now we have two main receptors cb1 and 2 mm-hmm. um, so with thc thc only kicks in and it activates cb1 receptors which are in your brain your spine and in your nerves right uh, with cb2 cb2 works more on your organs your immune system your blood cells the reason why cbd is so healing and it, Works and it's magic, by the way. It's it's the only cannabinoid that actually works on both receptors. So basically, it balances your whole body out. In science world, we don't know how many more receptors we have in the body. So you're essentially, like it has a lot of more functions that in possibly medical uses that we just haven't even spent enough time researching to understand. Correct? Yes, but also a misconfusion that THC is just to get you high. THC is what kills diseases and actually stops illnesses from doing what they do. Uh, CBD is more of a maintenance, staying in well-balanced healing type aspect. It does help a lot with reducing the illnesses and and, and curbing the effects of certain illnesses and diseases, but THC is really the cannabinoid that kills diseases. You know what's crazy? Hearing all this already, I'm just thinking like, there's so many things out there that we're facing today even that are that people are using to remedy like those things that you're talking about insomnia um, pain um, relaxation stress those kind of things and they're addictive forms of drugs or chemicals that are synthetics and you're telling me right now that we have we have a plant that takes care of all that that is <laughs> that people have said is not addictive non-addictive like habit forming and yet, you know, we're over here saying, oh, this thing is bad. Like, you know, even if we have our, our um, we have all these these uh, stigmas and everything towards it. And mm-hmm. if we just kind of spend some time on it, it sounds like we could re- resolve even the opioid crisis that's happening now. It's like the, all these people that were on pain pills, had we just had them taking some type of 
um, CBD or CBN, like they might, we might never have had this. Uh, yeah, that is correct. I mean, uh, cannabis has been used as a medicine for thousand years or more. I mean, reported as as history, it'd be about I think twenty five thousand years ago. They found you know, tombs in China that have had the like emperor tombs where they were mm. buried with beads of marijuana and hemp. They have called you know, so recorded in so yeah it's been used for medicine and uh healing purposes during wars uh, every war you can think of that's been on the planet we've used it for that our military and even the british military in history they used it as sails and work for the ships mm-hmm. and the hemp Clothing, all the clothing for the army. Yeah, I mean, there were extensive. I know hemp for a long time was a pretty big staple, um, especially in the early 1900s until <laughs> until our CIA decided to really crack down on everything. But um, what, in a directional sense, I mean, like, where are we? Where's the U.S. right now in, in the legalization battle, at least, or perhaps even the decriminalization battle? With the decrim, uh, at least with the situation now, we actually have politicians. Uh, we have politicians now that are actually pushing to completely, you know, uh, make cannabis legal. Another thing that people don't know is that our government owns five patents on cannabis. Wow, that I did not know. Um, do you foresee any? Like, I know we've we've been a red state here in Florida for quite a while, but. Um, do you foresee that we're going to start seeing some legislation to change, not just to like medicinal, but even recreational? I mean, we're here in the state. Uh, as, uh, for us, as the Green Roots Movement, uh, what we're pushing is a certain petition to pretty much, uh, is the way that we're trying to get it as close to, I would say, recreational as possible. It's right. to regulate cannabis like alcohol for 21 and over consumption. No, I think so that's, pretty, I mean, those are common sense. Your comparison, at least to the same kind of laws that you guys regulate something like alcohol, which is, you know, open to anybody and like that, at mm-hmm. least as long as they meet those standards of ages. And, you know, we're talking even the reasoning as to why we moved to 21 for the mental state. Here you are. Boom. It kind of meets, checks off those boxes, making it, uh, more fluid, like easier for them to to relate to that and say, yeah, these are these are stands we can live with. Um, really good point. So, well, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. We uh, you've really dropped some gems and teaching a lot about things that I mean, we, I I, I learned so much from you today. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start. So, um, you know, is and for our listeners out there who might want to get involved or put help and push and petitions like that, or is there ways either that they can donate, participate, or maybe find out more information about Normal? Yeah, so I mean, you can find us on uh, Instagram and Facebook. So on Instagram, it's uh, for the 420 Foundation, it's 420.12. And then for Normal, you can find us at Miami Normal on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find the petition at regulateflorida.com. Great. Well, guys, you heard it. So 420.strong and uh, the Miami Normal. So 
guys, get out there, get educated, and thank you so much, Will. It's been a pleasure, man. I can't appreciate, I can't express how much uh, I appreciate this. So, I Thanks wish so you the best and good luck going forward. Thank you, guys. Hey, Basic Fam, welcome back. So we just spoke with Will Medina, and now we have Mr. Gene C. Polo Jr. from the Polo Pimentel Law Group on the line here, and he is uh, here for a different purpose, although he does have he does work alongside Mr. William. So Gene, why don't you introduce, introduce yourself? Yes, um, uh, Gene C. Polo Jr., uh, Esquire of Polo Pimentel Law PA, as well as I, I'm the, the deputy director of the um, normal chapter down here in Miami. Um, uh, you know, I, I helped facilitate a lot of the, I guess, this particular discussion today. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And so, um, Trista, you actually Ooh. brought up that... Uh, a topic that you wanted to discuss this month and we said you know what this kind of works and uh because i i think about whenever we think about 420 we think about that kind of culture something that was people seem to want to bring up even though it's kind of stigmatized is um mm -hmm. is locks is uh dreadlocks and things of that nature mm -hmm. polo mr polo here just so happens just so happens to have dreadlocks <laughs> real ones at that and he was Thank you for making the, the distinction because I know faux locks are really popular with women these days. Um, but I wanted to kind of com compare the faux locks with the real dreadlocks as you have. Do you know how long your, your dreadlocks are? Have you measured them by any chance? I know they're like down your back. Oh, man. They're pretty long, but um, I, don't, I don't measure them. I just know, you know, when it's a good link to snip off some. I've cut it. I've cut it in the past, and you know, whenever I think it gets too long or they get too long, I, I just you know snip it. I like to keep mine fairly professional, so I don't want it too long. That's good. We all we all don't want hair too long, whereas you have to question when you're going to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my gosh! My gosh! In my <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. You're laughing, but that's a real concern, though. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. See? So, so. back on realness, um, Gene. <laughs> um, now, I've done a little bit of research, and they say that on average, like the locking process for your hair, it can take anywhere from three to six months. Do you remember way back when, when you were starting your locking process? Do you remember how long it took for it to actually stay? Oh, I remember... I remember specifically how long it took. I remember the day that I found out it got locked or it was locked or some parts of it were locked. I remember because um, when you started out, uh, at least with my hair, my the, the texture of my hair, you're supposed to continually keep twisting it. And so I used to do that all the time in college and in class. And it was in statistics, statistics class in 2009. Nine. Oh, wow. how precise. <laughs> I want to say it was, it was around March. So this was about three months in. Uh, actually, about two months and maybe like two weeks. Let and, me paint this picture. Gene was bored in class. He had nothing else to do, so he grabbed his hair and started twisting <laughs> it. And realized I mean, at that very moment... 
that's actually exactly how it went. You know, I just, I remember I pulled one in the back and usually I was just twisting it and kind of just feeling them getting a little loose or tightening them up because of that. And I, I remember twisting one and I was like, wait a minute, this feels different. And it was at that moment I knew like, whoa, this, like my hair had locked up. So I was pretty proud of that moment. Hmm. Oh, wow. So you were a little bit earlier because I was thinking like three to six months. Here you are, early early bloomer, two and a half months. Yeah, I'll just say my hair is, uh, it's prone to locking or it's, it's just the perfect type of hair for locking. So I had a little leg up on that one. Okay. Yeah. Now, is it like, I I just imagine it's not the same for everywhere on your head. It doesn't lock up all the way around at the same time. It kind of just varies, I'm assuming. Right, yeah. So, I mean, um, the first one I felt was in the back of my head, and I, I realized why that happens because, you know, I'm sleeping. I sleep, you know, uh, on my back, and, you know, my, my pillows are just, you know, messing with my hair. Mm-hmm. I'm not really focus on keeping it straight so those parts locked up first and then followed by you know the fronts and whatnot so yeah okay well how did you start off your um well what how long what do you call your hair do you call them locks you call them dreads you call them dreadlocks like what do you call your hairstyle because i know it goes by many different names i just call it dreads right now it's pretty it's pretty locked up but there there are different names for example, down here in Miami, uh, there are a lot of people with just like kind of just like uh, the big dreadlocks that just tend to just be matted together. Mm-hmm. Those people tend to call those wicks. Um, there are, you know, people, the term locks and dreads are really interchangeable. The only difference that I can find is the word wicks, and they tend to be more <laughs> wild. Was uh, that overtime? So, close. <laughs> Overtown, Liberty City. I mean, Miami, man. Yeah. Miami. Down south. I think uh, Project Baby Kodak Black got some wicks right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit more about the culture of, like, dreads and, and locks, man. Because, like, I, I know it's not just something that comes out of, like, uh, this this uh, marijuana or cannabis culture. It's something that's been around, I mean, it's history, it's just black history, right? I mean, it's, these are things that have been around for so long. Yeah, I mean, you know, dreadlocks, twists, and the way I look at it is just, if you leave your hair, my hair, uh, in its natural state, just by itself without touching it, it's going to naturally, uh, you know, twist up with each other and, and lock up. So it's, it's the most natural form of, you know, letting your hair grow out for me without, you know, imputing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, other items such as oils or whatever into my hair. So it'll naturally come out this way. Uh, the culture of dreads, or at least for when you're growing it and you're putting it together, a lot of people consider uh, that whole experience and they consider, or they call it the journey. It's a journey as you're going through, you know, growing dreads because you do go through different stages. You go through, uh, you know, the twist stage, and then there are several ugly stages. I'm gonna make that clear. <laughs> several <laughs> ugly stages, and you know, throughout throughout that time and that, you know, that that journey, you're going through a lot of things in your life. You know, people are looking at you differently, so you have to, you know, you have to understand patience. 
you have to understand that, you know, people are going to judge and, you know, everyone has their own reasons for starting a journey, but the end result, hopefully, is that, you know, you have something that you're proud of, you've gone through the, the hard times So what times we really want to know is, now that you, like you just said, a lot of people do tend to judge whether it's the ugly stage or not, but how does that affect um, you in your line of work where you do have to attend um, court and stand in front of judges, et cetera, et cetera, and be defending people or arguing your points? Funny, funny you say that. You know, number one thing that I notice or that, you know, that comes with my hair is that I'm instant, inst- instantly distinct, distinctly, like I look different than everyone else in the courtroom. The second I walk in there, you know I'm there. So everyone knows who I am. <laughs> I may not even, and in fact, that happens a lot of times. Somebody will come up to me, start talking to me, and I'm like, who is this person? I don't know. But they know me <laughs> just because, you know, yeah. I've been there. And that, that, the that literally happened to me. That's cr- what is this? It happened to me Friday. <laughs> it's crazy. What? Yeah, it happened to me Friday. I was in court for uh, um, for a matter, and this officer came up to me. He was like, yeah, man, you know, funny seeing you here again I had never been in that courthouse I'm like <laughs> I'm like yeah man you're just known man so, you're, what was it the dread, the dreadlock lawyer turns out he knew me from another another courthouse but the fact that you know I'm that distinct to him is definitely comes from the fact that I have dreads there's, there, you're not gonna find a lot of young black attorneys wow. here with dreads that's just how it is um Another aspect of it is that, <laughs> ironically, I'm more relatable to my clients or to some clients. Um, they feel a little bit more comfortable around me. They can talk about certain things. They can start speaking ebonics, and I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll get it. And they they know that I get it because you know it, you can't just grow dreads in all uh, um, areas of society. So it's just mm-hmm. one of those things. So it's beneficial sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) How does that make you feel that people like notice your dress? Like, oh, okay, I know who you are. Well, you know, um, my reason for growing it is because this is how I felt, or this is how I always saw myself. You know, I, I, I wanted when I was growing my hair, uh, it was my my daughter was going to be born that year, and I knew that I wanted to portray myself as comfortable as I was going to be uh, in my own skin. And I wanted her to know that, you know, nothing's gonna stop you and it, nothing's gonna stop you from achieving your goals if you're true to yourself. So I couldn't portray that message to her if I wasn't doing it myself. So I just knew that I always wanted hair, I always wanted dread, so I just did it. And I, you know, pursued my, uh, my, uh, asp- my goals and here I am. And it makes me feel I'm, I feel pretty good, you know, that people know me because of my hair, because I'm more comf- I'm most comfortable with my hair. So mm-hmm. if that's a distinctive quality, that's fine to me, because that's, mm-hmm. you know, how I see myself. I, I'm more comfortable in this way than anything else. Of course, that'll change when I start losing hair, you know. We'll see. <laughs> Cut that off. Aww. So Trista... Tell now now that you have this prefix with uh, Polo here, what you're you're on the other end of the spectrum talking about faux, faux locks, locks, correct? Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, faux locks isn't anything new. It's just something that's becoming more and more popular as far as protective styles with more and more women embracing their natural texture and natural hair. And they want to go through a, mm, I don't really want to deal with maintenance right now. So I'm going to just go to protective styles. And faux locks are another example, just like box braids, corn rolls, anything else. And you know, it is hot. Winter is finally ending for most of America. Um, so people are starting to get protective styles. And faux locks interest True. me because I have a girlfriend that had them done that y'all actually know from UNF days, Erica Williams. And hers look bomb. Right. And she's down in Tampa. So, I mean, y'all are in South Florida. She's pretty far down there in the South of Florida. So it's really hot down there. Her faux locks look bomb. Megan Good made them all popular too. So the model, even Marcel super popular yep. so i want to dive and in a little bit and if our fans have been following you definitely you did some yourself didn't you well i did box braids i want to get full locks done but Ooh. i'm gonna need them get them done correctly though like i'm gonna pay good money to get mm. them done because i don't want them looking messed up so that's definitely my advice across the board when you're getting your hair done in a new style whether you're getting it chopped off you getting mm-hmm. color done, do your research on your stylist across the board. So yeah, I went into um, how to start full locks. You can do it with, have you seen people get it done like with yarn? You were Crickets, yeah. There's some women who get it done with <laughs> yarn. You can get it done with synthetic hair, which is the most popular. And then um, human hair also, goddess locks are really popular. They're the locks that are like loose and curly at the ends like the prettier locks those are called goddess locks and those are done with human hair now with the yarn they tend to burn the ends of it just like they would like with box braids it just depends on the maintenance that you want the look that you want how long you want them to last also but again these are not real locks they're gonna last you like anywhere between two to four months depending on how well you maintain them so they could last you all summer if you maintain them well enough See, Polo, when your hair starts falling out, you could just do some faux locks. Well, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Faux locks are acceptable for women. They're not that acceptable yes. for dudes. I agree. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. Hey, how many times? I don't know why. Well, I do know why because, I, you know, I grew this out and it took time. But I've, I've talked to women and they, they've come up to me and they're like, oh, I can't. Is yours real? I'm like, hold up. Like, what other thing is there besides your over here, you know? <laughs> but, you know, I, I get slightly offended because, you know, like I said, it's about the journey for me, right? But for women, you know, it's more of an aesthetic thing. Uh, for dudes, it, it's 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 like wearing a fake bow tie, you know? Uh, uh, like, how are you going to do that? Like, it's against man law. And that's kind of <laughs> the same thing with dress. So, yeah. The man law. Yeah, interesting. I've never seen a man with full locks, and I don't think I want to. I don't think you will. You, you have. I think you, you just, you've seen it in the movies. That's about as far as you'll get, man. I don't, I don't think people remember. Was it uh, John Travolta in... Oh, man. Battles. Swordfish no, or something? No one's going to see that movie, bro. You named the worst movie. <laughs> you could have, you should have chose The Walking Wait, Dead. Wait, pause. Halle Berry, Halle yeah, Berry Topless that, is, is a movie no one's going to go see? That movie still sucked, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, anyway. you should have chose The Walking Dead. Um, there's a character in there called uh, The King. 
I believe he's got full locks, oh, obviously. Oh, yes, because he actually has no hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, but I think that's the wig that he wears. Just like Michonne, she she wears a wig. Yeah. What? So, well, I have full locks on dudes. I'm not sure, then. Hmm. It's okay. Michonne's, Michonne's now in the land of Wakanda. Ugh. But she's good now. bald in that, in that movie, though. Yeah. She, she looks great. She got she got those tats and everything in her head. It looks awesome. <laughs> I, I'm I'm all for Wakanda right now. Okay. I mean, you Black you Panther, can also you know, cut off your your dreads if you start thinning out whatever and just save them for later, and maybe something else will be invented Wait, by then. People no do lie. that. No, People cut their dreads. No, no, and sell no, them. no. I just want to say I actually. Actually, Polo, you and I both know somebody. I know a lot of people that have that, done that. I know a couple. That have done that. <laughs> That's the craziest thing, though. I know a couple, yeah. Literally cut hair off, put it in a jar, like, froze them into his freezer, and then pulled them out when he wanted to, like, get them re-put in after and grow again. Really? I was like, wait, what? Then went right wait, back to cuts. Yeah. Why a freezer? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I know, like, if I you leave hair food. alone, you know, it's going to grow, like mold and stuff so i guess freezing it i i don't know like women freeze their eggs is, is are freezing like leftovers from like christmas dinner they i didn't they i didn't know that? women freeze their eggs but okay um <laughs> whoa party foul not, wait, not wait, 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 oh, home freezer now like, i know now i know their freezer i take it i take it i take it back <laughs> i knew about that one <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, well, I right, just learned uh, something. Back, new back to what we're trying dreads. to get back Didn't to here. Okay. <laughs> freezing dreads. My gosh. Okay. Yeah. So, are we freezing faux locks too? Or is this t- just keep it temporary? Oh no, faux locks are buy, temporary. Buy, them out buy some more, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just get some more. Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you this. I know you mentioned about leaving your hair alone and whatnot. I know that guys don't really. <clears throat> they're not into hair maintenance as heavily as women are um do you have any tips well let me just go over a couple that i've learned myself and let me know if i'm on the right track and if you have anything to add um i know that when it comes to like cleansing your hair and everything your hair is left alone so it doesn't need much maintenance you're not putting anything on it you don't really have to clean it as often as you would if your hair was like davies for instance, wild just out and free. And free. <laughs> um, it's mainly your scuff you gotta worry about, making sure your scuff is nice and clean and healthy and moisturized or whatnot. My my go-to for that is a mixture of apple cider vinegar with some water. And just for kicks, I put a little bit of uh, con- conditioner in there, shake it up in a spray bottle, and I spray my scalp down. Let that sit for a little bit, massage it in, and I just rinse it out in the uh, shower. That's me cleansing my scalp. I can't do all that because that whole Why? part about rinsing it out in the shower, uh, that would get my hair all puffy. And usually, what that does is it, it ruins the base part of you know the twist that I've done. And it's essentially mm-hmm. just a bunch of you know a, 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 an afro that's got dreads on top of it. So what I <laughs> what I end up doing is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You done? <laughs> These are for faux locks. So what do you do for real, real locks? <laughs> All right. What I what I end up doing is, um, for example, as I'm going through my day to day, after I've gotten it done, 
Uh, usually it stays moisturized and set for about a week or so. Then I'll, um, I'll apply, you know, every day I'll put on like hair mayonnaise on it. And that tends to keep it, you know, uh, moisturized as well as it maintains the body of it. And then throughout my week, I'll spray on some, uh, um, some specifically made uh, like hair oil for dreads. I'll put it through, through my scalp. But the rest of the dreads, I tend to leave it alone because it's already been uh, um, conditioned and set, so I don't really need to touch it. Um, so I, I end up washing it maybe once every three weeks to a month. Mm -hmm. um, that's if I haven't hit the gym a lot because that'll accelerate that process. So. Right, gotcha. So how do you yeah, I'm not really, how do I wash it? I pay somebody else to do it. Um, <laughs> Goes to his local loctician. Yeah. Smart answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. I'm not. I'm not the most hair adverse, or you know, the person that's gonna be in there for hair. I don't even know what I'm doing when I'm putting my fingers through it. So I'd rather trust someone else with the maintenance and care of my hair. I'll pay pay that person, you know, very good um, to do it. And, and I, <laughs> me and Q have a little story about you know us in Tallahassee and me needing to find somebody to get my hair done last minute because I'm not doing it and I'm not, I don't know anything to do with it, so. Oh my gosh. I find that so surprising because you've had them for years. You're like, I don't, I don't know, I just twist it, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I put mayonnaise on it and go. I've, I've had it for years, but in those years, I've known a lot of people or a lot of people who've been close to me that have been able to do it for very little to, you know, moderate amount of money, so. Kevin, good. So you're strategic yeah. with your hair is what it sounds like. You're a smart man, okay. You can say that. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Well, I guess that, I mean, that'll, thank you so much for that, for your uh, insights, sir. And um, Trista, thank you again for your uh, your insights on no faux locks. Obviously, a lot of these, this is summer, things are coming out, people are going to want to change up their hairstyles. Well, spring's finally popping up in Florida. We're actually getting 80 degree weather out here, guys. So sorry. don't be jealous. <laughs> sorry, but not not sorry. And um, guys, if you follow us on our Instagram page, I'm gonna be giving you guys an update on that test I've been doing on the eye creams that uh, Trista had told us about back in what was that? Was that in February or or, or in March? It was a lot. Yeah. So I'll be giving you guys an update on that. So stay tuned there. And Polo, did you want to just give a shout out to your to anybody who might be interested in reaching out to you for legal services? Yes, for all your legal needs that you know you need somebody to take care of it, whether it be uh, complex business, civil litigation, immigration law, um, personal injury protection. We handle all kinds of different matters, and if we can't handle it, we know somebody within our network that can you know help you out and. Uh, do right by you. Uh, in particular, you know, business startups, uh, trademarks, uh, copyrights, all types of intellectual property uh, issues. We we take care of you and uh, we handle it correctly. Right? Yes, I think that's about it. Right, and if they need hair tips on trademarks, yes. <laughs> please, um, please don't call the office line though for that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> and of course, Trista, thank you again. You're at your beauty pro on Instagram, and she's also available for private uh... <laughs> on location services. Yes, <laughs> on location services for beauty and makeup. And guys, thank you again, and we will be uh, talking to you soon. Peace. Ciao. Hey, Basic Fam. The show today was produced by Basic LLC. Music was provided by Torian Miles. If you haven't already rated us, you know, it helps us get noticed. So one stars, five stars, it's up to you. But remember to subscribe and share and let people know about the Basic Buzz. All right, Basic Fam. See you next time.